This is a story of sorts, the podcast mostly about bookish stuff. Footnotes. Welcome everyone, Karina here again with the first bonus episode of season 2. Like I did on season 1, I am going to use these episodes to talk a little bit about the books that I've read the month before and other things that come to mind that are bookish and that I find relevant. This season is going to be all about interviews, all about chats with authors and other book lovers, but I still want to talk about books and this is why the footnotes exist. The bonus episodes from last season, direct episodes, are still going to exist, but I am going to focus more on books that I really want to recommend to people and I would really like people to read, but I am going to leave those for patrons on Patreon. So starting at $3 a month, you can have access to all of my extra episodes and those bonus episodes will be then posted for patrons only. But... I have good news that I am going to start a new digital zine. The digital zine is going to be a way for me to have in paper, for me to have as a document all of the things I've read the month before, the interviews, the people I've interviewed, and I will also use that space for a book of the month in which I will choose a backlist book that I really think you should read. The zine will be free and will be available on PDF. You just have to go to my link tree where I have all the links and I will be sure to post it there every month. The first scene is coming next week, so it's going to be in February. Talking about the things of January, I will also have an editorial and to be honest, it's going to be a place where I will put some ideas and some articles with personal opinions. So keep an eye out for that. Let's then start by talking about my January reads. I have read a lot this month. Uh, January has been the month I have read the most in my entire life. It's not a joke. I've read 13 books this month and it's not normal for me because I am not a very fast reader, especially if I'm reading in English, which is not my first language. And this month I've read 13 books. So let's talk about them a little bit. I started with My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones. I loved The Only Good Indians. I've read it last year, listened to it as audiobook actually, and I absolutely adored it. So when I've heard that Stephen Graham Jones had a new book coming out, and I'd like to give a shout out to Book Squad Goals for letting me know that, because I was listening to one of their podcast episodes, and someone talked about The Only Good Indians and mentioned that the ER, the advanced reading copy, was available on Edelweiss and on NetGalley, so I ran to Edelweiss. Luckily, it was open for download, so I downloaded it immediately, and I was planning on reading it after I finished the book that I was currently reading at the time, but I couldn't wait, so I started immediately. This book was really good. It got a four-star rating. I can't say it was as good for me as The Only Good Indians, but it was also completely bananas. There's so many stuff in that book that is absolutely crazy. I love the main character, Jade. She is fierce. She is a bit obsessive about things, I gotta say. But, well, we can't really blame her. And throughout the book... I kept doubting Jade and I knew that I shouldn't be doubting it because she was she was showing so much proof of what she was talking about. But like everyone around her, I was doubting her and she kind of showed us. But it's a really good book. Um, I'm not sure if it's the best book to go in if you're not into slashers, movie slashers, but I still really enjoyed it. 
The second book was Pride and Premeditation by Tears of Price. I'm planning on having Tears of Price on the podcast. So I read this book in preparation. I sent her an invitation to come and talk to me. She accepted, luckily. And so I couldn't wait to read her first novel, her debut novel. And let me tell you, I never read Pride and Prejudice. And please don't at me. But I absolutely love this because I know a little bit about the characters. I've read enough about the characters. And she managed to capture the essence of the characters, but putting them in a crime setting. And the crime is not too obvious. So it isn't always obvious for you who is the murderer. Elizabeth is a fierce woman. Well, like like in the original story, she wants to go into law. She wants people to take her seriously and... I really enjoy the way that Tirza did this retelling and all the twists in the book. I really like the writing. So if you like retellings and if you're looking for a Pride and Prejudice retelling, Pride and Premeditation is the thing for you. And it's a number one book, which means that Tirza is going to write more books that are Jane Austen retellings. So keep an eye out. Third book of the year was... Honey and Isha's Guide to Fake Dating. And this is from Abiba Jagirdar. I also invite Abiba to come to the podcast because she wrote one of my favorite books from last year, which was The Hannah Wars. She has accepted. We don't have yet a date, but I'm hoping that I can do that this week with her, that I can plan a new episode with Abiba to talk about her new book, which is this, Honey and Isha's Guide to Fake Dating. This, as the title says has the fake dating troupe, which I love, and it was so entertaining. It was cute. The plot is really good. The writing, like it was in the Hannah Wars, continues to be good. There wasn't anything that wasn't solved at the end of the book, which is very satisfying. And I really liked everything because both characters, both main characters, had a reason to want to fake date each other. So it was a win-win situation. And I read this quite fast as well, so I couldn't recommend it enough. If you loved the Hannah Wars, if you like sapphic novels, just go for it. The fourth book was Sisters by Daisy Johnson. We have this book in the bookstore and my boss is actually talk about it a lot. They really like Daisy Johnson. And I think I kind of, no, I don't think, I am sure why they like her so much. And Sisters, I think, was the perfect book to get into Daisy Johnson. And I will explain why later on, because I have read another book by her this month. But starting with Sisters, the story, you don't know at some point exactly what is going on in the sense of what is real and what is not. So you're kind of reading it and trying to figure out what the hell is happening. But it's written with such emotion and darkness and, and just sadness that it just glues you to the page. And then at the end, you, you also get to know everything that went on. And it's so, so, so sad, but so well written. I really love books that make me cry, you know, that tear my heart apart. And this one definitely did. And... I loved it. I absolutely loved it so much so that like the next week I went to work and I just got another book by Daisy Johnson because I really wanted to read more of her. As the title says, it is a book about sisterly love. The fifth book, and I got the feeling that I am going to lose track in a while in which book I am because I'm basically just checking my Goodreads account to see which one is the next book. But the fifth book that I've read was Ole by Guskayer. And this one was uh, in Dutch, is in Dutch, is written in Dutch. And I've read it 
for New Atal Book Club from Boss and Young, which is the bookstore I work at. Honestly, I picked up this book because I thought it was going to be a cute story about a dog, and in a sense it is, but we have discussed that book in the book club already, and everybody loved the beginning and the end, but in the middle it kind of made me feel that there's so much in there that I just didn't need to know that wasn't interesting or important and that I wish wasn't there. But it's a small book. It's like 95 pages and it's for children. So I don't know. It just, I gave it a, a three star rating because I think children might like it. But for me, a little bit of it was just very boring. Sixth book, The Long Dry by Kunan Jones. I think I talked about this author before and I didn't know how to pronounce his name. If it was Sinan Jones, if it was Sinan Jones, and I actually think it is Kunan Jones. That's how I heard it, so I hope I am pronouncing it right. This book was actually a gift for Christmas that my bosses chose for me. So I chose Sisters and then they made me choose another book and I didn't really know what to choose. So they chose this author, which is one of their favorite authors. And let me tell you, it's also sad. Like in the same way that Daisy Johnson is sad and there's melancholy and there's always like a layer of sadness. So was this book. It's a short book. It's like 106 pages. I've read it in a day. And I loved it. I loved it. And again, I bought another book by the same author because it is just so pretty. And the weirdest thing is that there is not a little bit of joy in this book. Nothing that happens in the book is joyful or slightly happy. Everything is just so sad. And it's just the story takes place in one day and tiny little things happen. But it's tiny little things that just completely mess you up except like there's one big thing that happens in the book and that's terribly sad but it doesn't even talk about that that much it just mentions it a bit and you know it's something that's going to happen you don't really truly see that happening it's more in the future it's just very very sad and very very good the seventh book was Cantores by Carolina de Robertis I absolutely adore this book. Again, it was a really good month in terms of quality, not just quantity, because Cantora was so beautiful. It talks about five queer women in Uruguay during the dictatorship, and it absolutely terrified me, because just the description, the way that Robertes describes the dictatorship and the danger that these women go through, it's just terrifying. It's so easy to fall into the mistake of, you know, taking our freedom for granted and our democracy for granted. And this book is so necessary when it comes to explain how minorities as well are affected by dictatorships. But also I really like the characters and they are all their own individuals. They are very believable. But on the other hand, I could not decide on a favorite character. The way that they are presented is so human and so well done that you I couldn't really say now which one was your favorite character from the five main ones. I just love them all. If you like books, sapphic books, queer representation, but also a little bit of historical fiction, Cantoras is amazing. Couldn't recommend it enough. Eighth book. This was 
a disappointment and it is Dominicana by Angie Cruz unfortunately like I had this book since last year on my to be read and it took me a while to pick it up but I thought okay maybe now it's the month to get on my to be read since you know I've been reading a bit more than usual and I did but I was very disappointed with this book because so many people said it was an amazing story but it just didn't speak to me because even though I think the theme is very important and the theme could have had, could have made for a wonderful story. The story is told in the first person and the main character, she has so much trauma and abuse on her and she tells the things that are happening to her and the abuse and everything in such a detached way and she's 15. And it's kind of hard for me to believe that a 15 year old is so detached emotionally and, and and barely talks about her feelings. So I could not connect with any character in the story. And even though it was easy to read, like the writing isn't too complicated, it just didn't click for me, unfortunately. Number nine, I think. Disability Visibility. First person stories from the 21st century by Alice Wong. This is the book, the most diverse book that I have ever read. In this story, not only is it about disability, which I lack tremendously in my bookcase, I have read before this one, one book with a girl in a wheelchair, and that's all. I haven't read books about di with disabled people or about disability ever, besides that one, which was in Dutch. It's a collection of essays, and it has so many stories of so different disabilities, but also so many people, black people, trans people, you name it. It's really diverse, and I really enjoy the fact that Alice Wong made that possible, to just make a collection where so many voices can be heard, and you can understand disability better, and how the world does not accommodate, and how life is easy for you with all the commodities that you have because the world is not made for disabled people and that needs to change. I've learned a lot from this book so if you have to choose a book from this list to read I would really advise you to read this one. I've read it for a book club, a social justice book club that I host with a friend and everybody really learned a lot from it and it started very good conversations in the group so I really advise you to read this one. Next one, Fat Chance, Charlie Vega by Crystal Maldonado, another book that I love. This book has fat representation, it came out on the 2nd of February, I managed to snatch it during January and I immediately started it, because I think talking about fat phobia and fat representation in books is very important, because fat is so often seen as a flaw, as something to be ashamed of. And this story talks about a fat brown girl and her romantic life in the sense that she's a teenager, she hasn't had a boyfriend yet, she has this friend, her best friend, and the relationship between friends is great, actually, they are super supportive of each other. But there is, of course, the fact that Charlie, the main character, sees her best friend as a perfect person because she is thin, because she is pretty, etc, etc. And this book touches a lot of things that I used to think about when I was younger, and I wish I had had it when I was a teenager growing up, because it would have given me so much understanding of self-love. And I have talked with Crystal, she is coming on the podcast. I'm so excited because I've read all these advanced reading copies and then I reached out to people and they said, yes, I will go to the, on the podcast to talk to you. And this is just so very exciting. I don't have yet a date, but she is going to be on the podcast and you should definitely 
by Fat Chance Charlie Vega. Book number 11, I had to go back because I had lost track, but it's Nothing to See Here by Kevin Wilson. I think this is the favorite book that I've read in January, and I've read it because I saw a lot of people talking about it on Instagram and saying that it was just hilarious, and I love a good funny book. And the story is not just hilarious, the story is about found family, and it's just so sad at the same time and so emotional but it's also very very funny i was listening to it as audiobook and i just couldn't stop i just wanted to know more about the story i absolutely love the main character lillian and i loved the narrator which i actually didn't check who it was but i will put it on the show's notes because she was amazing the the, the way that she reads each character it just gave me in my mind I was imagining how the characters are and I don't know if they are like that or not but I have a very specific idea of what each character in the book looks like and that doesn't always happen with audiobooks but the narrator was just amazing and even though of course it's the same voice throughout she just changes slightly things in her voice that just made each character very individual and very characteristic and I love this book I absolutely loved it and it went directly into my list of favorite books of all times it's just amazing the 12th book, Everything Under by Daisy Johnson. This was a Booker Prize shortlisted book and I really like the premise. I really like the writing. Daisy Johnson again, killing it. It was weird there though. It, it was a very weird book. There were things there that I wasn't sure if they were real or not. What was real, what wasn't. There was a scene that I honestly wish had stayed out of the book because it kind of felt to me that she could have written anything else. But she decided to include that. It was a bit violent to me. But besides that, I really liked it. I didn't like it as much as Sisters. I am really glad I started with Sisters when it comes to Daisy Johnson and not with this one. Because this one, even though it is really good, the writing is absolutely amazing. It's just a bit too twisted at some points for me. I would still recommend this book like 100%. But if you have read Sisters or if you're planning on reading something by Daisy Johnson please start with Sisters and then go to this one. I do think it deserved to be shortlisted for the Booker Prize, but very often Booker Prizes and other types of prizes do have books that are a bit crazy in some ways and with a little bit of scenes that are sometimes kind of feel like a tertious shock, but you can go for it. The last book of the month, the 13th book, which I actually finished on the 31st of January, was... The Queen's Gambit. I started watching the Netflix series and then I realized, you know what, I really want to read the book and I prefer reading the book first. I don't always do that, like I watched Anne of Green Gables and I haven't read the book yet. I started watching Lupin and I haven't read any of the books yet. But for The Queen's Gambit, I just wanted to read the book first and I picked it up. And even though there are a lot of chess descriptions, I can't really play chess. I know a few of the rules like just the very basic how the pieces some pieces move but I don't I know nothing about chess and there are many descriptions of the games that she is playing and I was reading those descriptions and she was like yeah she took the rook to k3b or whatever I was like sure mate like I have no idea what you're talking about but I trust you I believe whatever you're saying and even though there are a lot of these descriptions 
The book reads very fast. The writing is quite compelling. So I, it took me like three days to finish it, even though it's not such a small book. And I really loved it. Uh, but I, I must say, and I think this is important to point out, there is one bit, there's like a scene, a very small scene, where the main character as a child, gets, she gets called a cracker by the only friend she has at the orphanage that she goes to. This is not a spoiler, it's really at the beginning. And, and then her friend, who is black, well, she calls her a cracker. And she replies back, the main character, with the N-word. And it's, honestly, it's a scene made of four sentences. It is not really connected with anything except for the fact that they were a bit upset with each other and they kind of pass a corridor and then they both say that. And I think it was absolutely unnecessary and it, it really made me think twice about continuing with the book because I did not understand, even in the context of the time in which the book was written and told and what the author was trying to show, because it does show other instances of where racism happens. I, I did not, I don't, it wasn't necessary. That scene was completely unnecessary. It was doing nothing there. And he still decided to do it probably also as gratuitous shock and violence. So just um, just if you're going to read this book, take this into consideration. The rest of like the racist scenes that exist is just really commentary as he's writing about like the way that black people were seen in that context. But nothing into detail, to be honest. It's just that one that really bothered me. So if you are reading The Queen's Gambit, just pay attention to that. I hope they don't put that in the series. I did enjoy the book though, and I'm glad I've read it before I started the series, because now I can relax a bit while watching it, because I have the feeling it's going to be a series with a lot of suspense, and this way I don't need to stress out. Just a heads up, because I don't think I've mentioned this for every single one of them, but My Heart is a Chainsaw by Stephen Graham Jones, Pride and Premeditation by Tears of Price, and Honey and Issues Guide to Fake Dating by Abiba Jagirdar, they are all advanced reading copies. That's what I've read, so they're not yet out. My Heart is a Chainsaw will be out in August this year, Pride and Premeditation in April, and Honey and Issues Guide to Fake Dating in May. So if you don't find these books yet available, maybe you can pre-order them already, but that's why I got my review copies from Edelweiss Plus and Netgalley. I don't really have any plans for February, except the plans that I have throughout the year, which is to read more BIPOC, to read more black author, especially for Black History Month. I already have a few books that I want to read this month, like Homegoing and What Would Martin Do? No, Dear Martin. Sorry, I was saying the title in Dutch, but the, the English title is Dear Martin and The Bluest Eye, because there is a challenge going on on Instagram. And the challenge is being hosted by I Binge Books. That's the, the Instagram at the Instagram account name. And they are making a discussion. Every month they are reading a different Toni Morrison book. And you can then go on Discord and chat about each book. I haven't finished Bluest Eye, which was the book for January. Actually, I didn't even start it. I, but I saw the, um, the challenge and I thought, well, it's a good reason for me to start the book and to talk it, about it with other people. So I am going to do that in February. 
you can send them a message online for iBinge Books on Instagram and check the challenge yourself, which I think is very interesting. But apart from that, I don't usually make any plans because I know that if I make it to be read for a month, I will not feel like reading any of those books at all. So I'll just go with my gut and with whatever I feel like. I would like to give a big shout out to Sophia. Sophia is my Patreon at the moment, my only Patreon. Thank you so much for supporting my work, for supporting A Story of Sorts, which I love to do so much. And of course, having a Patreon on Patreon keeps me motivated, especially to continue with new challenges and making the digital zine and etc. And Sophia also asked me a question on Instagram when I was asking people to, if they had any questions for me that I could reply on the podcast episode to shout. And she asked me, if you have to choose between nonfiction and poetry, what would be your choice? I must say that I love poetry. Portuguese poetry, of course, it's my native language. So the way that I understand it is fully. I don't think it's fair to compare it to, for example, English, but I do love Portuguese poetry and I have a few favorite poets. I really like button poetry, spoken poetry as well. And for example, Mary Oliver, Mary Oliver always has poems that take my breath away, but I don't read or listen to a lot of poetry. So if I had to choose, I think I would choose nonfiction because I've been learning so many important things through nonfiction and nonfiction audiobooks have been such a source of joy for me. So yeah, I think if I had to choose between only reading nonfiction or only reading poetry, which luckily I don't have to choose. That's the good thing about like real life. You don't have certain things you don't have to choose from. But if I had to choose, I think I would choose nonfiction. Thank you so much, Sophia, for being my patron and for the question. And if any of you have any questions, just pop into my Instagram account, come into my DMs and ask away. And I will reply to any questions on my next bonus episode. As usual, you can check all the books I've talked about on this episode on the show's notes. I now also have a sort of a website called Pod Page where you can check them if you don't have, for example, iTunes, because I know on Spotify and other platforms, the access to show's notes is not as easy. So I have a Pod Page. You can find all of the links for my social media, but also for my website, the links to the digital zine, etc., etc., on Linktree slash Karina Pereira. For specific links related to the podcast, check out Linktree slash A Story of Sorts. And if you happen to live or have a bank account from the US or Canada, I can offer you two audiobooks for the price of one at Libra FM. You just have to use the code A Story of Sorts at checkout. I will be back next Tuesday, the 16th of February, to chat with Martinique Memes about her debut middle grade book, Through the Colors of a Butterfly. I'll talk to you then. And thank you for listening.